Welcome to Third Chances, a talk show where we like to hear from people who devoted their life to health, fitness and wellness. Medical professionals, health coaches and all the others who help us every day to cure our body, mind or soul. Those who always look for more natural, holistic ways to help even more people to live a happier and healthier life. Those who don't like to give up easily and settle on you or themselves. It is never too late or too soon. I always believe that every one of us deserves not just a second chance, but as many as we need. I'm Vera, your host. Who better than a master of reinvention with an accent to guide you through it, right? Just like they say, you are not a tree, so move. And God knows I have done just that in my own life many, many times. If you are not completely happy with the direction your life is going, this show may help you get the courage to change what is needed, find a new path and take charge. So come on over, pour yourself a glass of wine and spend some time with us. Let's laugh and cry together and get inspired by people just like you and me who overcame their own doubts and took a leap of faith to reinvent their life on their own terms. I hope and pray that we help you on that journey. And if you feel so compelled and inspired, please let us know. Don't be shy. Who knows? You may just be our next featured guest with another inspiring success story. So here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Third Chances. Today episode, I planned to record on how our limited perspective shapes everything. Well, let me tell you something else, because this is <laughs> this is totally unplanned, crazy, crazy stuff today. I have planned to record it yesterday, and we had such a horrific thunderstorms all around us that I didn't dare took a chance, because if I record it and then I convert it to video and it, I lose power in the, in the middle of it, I would lose the whole thing. So I was like, oh, you know what, let me, let me leave it for tomorrow. Tomorrow, which is today, I had several appointments and I was planning to do it at midday. That didn't work out. So then I came from my last appointment and as I'm leaving tomorrow for the convention in Texas, and let me tell you, I'm so sorry to admit, but I am the last minute type of person. I'm not even packed yet. I thought today will be the day when I finish everything up, start packing quietly, you know, I'll take my time, think about what I need to take. I don't understand how people pack a week ahead, like a week, two ahead of their trip. They already have packed everything. And I'm like, how? It's not me, but I'm not saying it's the right approach, but so far it worked for me, even though I had some really weird dreams about running through the airport, not having luggage or missing the the most essential things that I realized I didn't pack. I, so it got to be somewhere in the back of my mind. But today it was supposed to be pretty quiet day. I would feel, you know, I will finish up everything. And so when I came back from my last appointment, I was like, let me, you know, start my food first because I'm intermittent fasting and I first eat 
about three o'clock in the afternoon and it felt right that I was kind of hungry and I felt like, let, let me start opening my window now and then I will do my podcast and I will load it and edit it and it will be just perfect for nine o'clock. Well, you know how it is when we plan things and God is laughing. <laughs> um, about quarter to seven, when I was just about to sit down and start recording, my toilet overflowed. And <laughs> let's just say when you are a widow, you have to become quite resourceful and resilient. And so I didn't freak out. I was like, okay, well, let me take a plunger and see what, what's happening. I didn't really, I wasn't aware that anything went there that is not supposed to go there. Uh, plunger didn't do a damn thing. The water just comes up and then it very slowly goes down. It doesn't have the swing. So it's obvious that it's something blocking there. So the step second, being calm and being very resourceful and logic, I went online and look what is out there that would not destroy my pipe, that would be kind of green and powerful enough that will maybe take care of it before I start calling people up. I found uh, some solution on in Home Depot. So I jumped in the car, went to Home Depot and... I don't know if you have been in Home Depot lately, but just do that test. Go to Home Depot as a single woman trying to get help. Oh my Lord. I knew what I wanted. I just didn't want to spend my 10,000 steps a day walking throughout the whole Home Depot trying to find it. So I was looking for someone who can probably point me to the right direction. Oh, stupid idea. Um, there was quite a few zombies walking around that tried not to make eye contact so you wouldn't dare ask them question. And they were most concerned about what time the break is. And, and so I, I get it, you know, it's been evening so they probably couldn't wait to get home. But still, I would love to just somebody point me to the right direction. So I chose one woman that, yes, I'm sexist and I assume that she's not going to have any clue about what I'm talking about, even though she works at Home Depot. But I did ask her if she would by any chance know where I can look for these things. And it happened as I expected. She just looked right through me. It was like, what? the hell you're talking about well and then she starts slowly moving and i didn't have that much time she's like let me let me go and ask this person over there and it's like you know what don't worry about it i'll, I'll ask her that's that's totally fine so i went there and the other lady knew thank god she knew it's aisle 24 and it will be right there so i found it and then there was a liquid version of the thing and a powder version of the thing. So I read the instructions. Both seemed pretty similar. And uh, there was a guy that worked at Home Depot close to me. So I took both things and I showed it to him. He was like, would you know which one is probably more powerful or, or better to take? 
And believe it or not, I got the same response. <laughs> he was looking at me like I just jumped out of Mars and I was asking him about uh, when the world started or something. And then he kind of assumed that maybe the liquid would be the best version. And I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 sure. So I took both. <laughs> I took both. I guess I'm like, okay, you, you got to be resourceful and you got to depend on yourself. Pour it in. Let's see what happens overnight. And because I'm flying to Dallas tomorrow. So let's hope it's going to fix itself. And if not, then I'll deal with it when I come back. What can I do? And I'm pretty proud of me not freaking out anymore and kind of stay calm and take care of these things as they come because they will be coming, as you know. I just wonder if it rings the bell with you if you have been in a situation like that. It's been it's been really journey that I didn't expect. And I'm not saying that my husband would have be able to take care of these things. But at least he would try. It wouldn't be on my plate. But what are you going to do? Life change and we have to take care of stuff. So that's just an intro because most likely I'll be posting this podcast later than usual because I don't believe that I can record it, edit it, download it and post it because it's now 8 o'clock and my usual publish time is nine. So I'll do my best. It's not going to be long, but if not, then please forgive me and understand that I went through hell and back to get it to you today. <laughs> I have been thinking about this for a while, how our limited perspective shapes everything we do and we think. And let me just go through what I prepared for myself because I wanted to I have a timeline so because I get lost in my thoughts and I forget what I was talking about. So I prepared some stuff. Uh, years back, I heard Tony Robbins saying a short story about the elephant being tied up to the small pole in the ground. Something that an animal such as elephant will with incredible strength obviously could just pull on a little bit and be free. Yet the elephant doesn't do that. Why is that? It's because they taught him this when he was a little baby elephant. Every day they would tie him to the same pole and as he tried to break free, he soon realized that he didn't have enough strength to do so. So over the time he believed that he just can break free and gave up. His spirit was conditioned or broken to stay put and I believe we do the same thing with people all the time we don't say to our friends you can't start this job you you have never done this before you are not good enough you can't lose weight it runs in your family you are all overweight no chance you can't write this book you are not a writer you're going to fail would you ever say any of that to your friend of course not. So why would we say it to ourselves every single day? Aren't we? There is this beautiful quote that for some people takes second to really grasp. When you say you can't, 
you're right. When you say you can, you are right. Whatever we believe, we become. See, when I first moved to America back in 2002, I had the benefit of having my dear husband by my side. He was Czech origin as well. So he understood the Czech mentality I had, but he also lived in the States already for 20 years. So he properly understood how America works. One of the first thing he told me was, please, if someone offers you a job, don't do the typical Czech modesty, or we call it false modesty. Oh, well, I don't know if I can do that. You know, I have never done that before. Yes, we really do that. If <laughs> We do that in Czech. We just expect the employer to be convincing us that, yes, we can. Hilarious, right? So soon I understood why. In America, you must show confidence in order to get the job. There is a competition for that position. Think about it. If you were the hiring person who can do the job, you have expectations. You will be paying that person a salary and need the job to be performed well. You want to make sure that you pick the right candidate for the position that will learn what's needed to do as best as possible. You need to believe that this person is the right candidate for the job. When someone says, well, I don't know if I can do that, then you better find someone who does, right? Somehow it never crossed my mind before. <laughs> and I learned. A great example is running for American president. Every single candidate can honestly say, I have never done this before. Think about it. There is no school for presidents, no masterminds, no teachers or mentors. There has only been 46 people in the history of the world that became American presidents. There is no clear job description. They'll be faced with challenges we, can, we can't even imagine. They will have to make decisions that will influence lives of people all around the world for years to come. That's a lot of responsibility. They will have to learn whom they can trust and whom they shouldn't, who will support their mission and who will sabotage their efforts. They will likely work 24 seven and age about 20 years in those four years in the office. Who the hell would want that job? Thank God some do and put their lives on hold for higher principles and needs of the nation. At least the good ones do. So that's just to explain how completely different my mindset was most of my life. And I have entered professions I had no business to be in. But one thing I knew, I can learn anything. And as long as I was interested in that field, if I got the opportunity, I will learn what's necessary to excel in it. Because then my competitive nature kicked in especially if someone underestimated me. So back to, if you think you can, you will. It's not just wishful thinking or fake it till you make it. No, 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 no. It's a conscious decision that you are grateful for the opportunity and will do anything in your power to fulfill the expectations. It applies to everything in life. 
There is a lot of science behind it. If you ever listen to Dr. Joe Dispenza, he studies brains with MRIs to see that these things excessively and scientifically have huge results. Obviously, this didn't happen to me right away. It took years of learning to fully understand how my mind can influence my own actions. And trust me, I'm still not done learning as much as I would like to. Take my childhood. I grew up in a small village under communism. Not much freedom of choice there. My mom, who just whom I just lost two and a half years ago, never rode a bike, never drove a car, but she was the worst backseat driver. She never sat in an airplane, never traveled outside of our country, didn't even have a passport. She never saw an ocean or tried some exotic unknown foods. She knew what she knew. In my childhood, we never met a foreigner who spoke another language or had a different color of the skin. We were not exposed to goods or information available in the Western world. Imagine how small that perspective really is. And that's the way we grew up. Nobody was telling me you can be anything you put your mind to. Quite the opposite. I kept hearing, who do you think you are to think that you can do that? Or, oh yeah, star is coming. The whole world is waiting for you with very sarcastic and condescending tones. I could have not even imagined then that one day I'll be living in America, presenting to hundreds of people in my second language, writing books, captivating attention of people with whom I resonate, or even having this podcast, having this free platform to share my opinions and views and, and maybe capturing few people that like to hear what I, what I have to say. I didn't even know where America was then. The first time I traveled by airplane was in 1991, my first trip from Europe to Florida. Could I even imagine that one day I'll have my own business? Nobody in our family or anybody I ever knew had their own business. At 19 years old, I moved to Prague and suddenly I got exposed to much larger world than I knew until then. Suddenly, I was surrounded by artists, thinkers, writers, philosophers, and I started noticing my own lacks. It started bothering me that I didn't speak any language but my own. Two years later, I learned Dutch and conversational English. It opened a new world for me because now I could understand people from other parts of the world and listen to their experiences. And you can meet those people in Prague even then, because Prague was a whole new, whole different world for me. I moved to Holland for almost a year and loved it. Later in life, I moved to America and it's been now 21 years since I call it my home. But just imagine how different my life experiences were, would be compared to those of my mom. She died at the age of 84, never seen most of the things that I take for granted. And I'm just thinking, if I never left that village, whom would I become today? 
my mind would never be expanded to the way that was expanded by all the new experiences and people I met along the way, it would have been completely different life. Just like that elephant, I believe we all love freedom. And if I went and showed that elephant that it's actually super easy to pull that pole out of the ground, he's way strong for that. Nobody would be able to keep him tied up anymore. I ran into similar situation when I started my personal chef business. Is there even market for it? Would anyone pay those prices? This time it was my own husband who believed that no, nobody would pay for that. He came from an employee world. And at that time I learned a lot about business strategy and the right approach for success. So I knew better. I understood that I'm not my own customer. I didn't have the lifestyle of someone who hires a personal chef, but I knew people who will. And I wouldn't think twice about the value that service give them. They were not hiring chef to cook for them, although that's on its own, sometimes valuable for some people. The real value for the right customer was their time. They will gain back. That chore that was taken care of. If you are a busy professional, who wants to eat healthy, doesn't want to go out all the time, have meals that reflect their personal preferences, adjusted to their exact dietary needs and possible allergies, completely customized to their own taste? That's a service they were buying. It wasn't choosing from generic menu like catering or takeout. It was the menu created just for them with the very specific goals we agreed on. The expertise with the research, the nutritional value, the knowledge, the number of flavors and recipes, time spent on menus so there is enough variety because if there is not enough variety, you're not going to stick with the diet. My time spent shopping for the freshest ingredients, which was not always a trip to one store. And then the time spent cooking, cleaning, up, washing. If someone who comes home after stressful day at work can have all this taken care of to their satisfaction and all they have to worry about is to decide what they feel like eating that night, it was priceless. Yes, it wasn't service for everyone, but I had more requests than I can possibly fill. And the same applies for any other services or stuff we want to buy or sell. The price is the value we perceived by gaining it. When you want to buy Ferrari, you go to a specific dealership. The service you expect and receive is likely much higher level than if you were shopping for used Honda. The sales staff is different. You may even get a glass of champagne while shopping. The experience is part of the price tag. Yet, if you think about it, if you're sitting in the traffic, that Ferrari wouldn't go, wouldn't get you to your destination any faster. We don't pay for color, letter seats, or technical features. We pay for the feeling that car gives us, for social status, for belonging, whatever we value the most. It's all about perspective and expectations. I met someone on a call once who was interested in starting her own business. That's when I was still coaching on business. Or so she said. 
Yet her mindset was so absolutely closed up to any opportunities that she couldn't even consider the idea that her world may just be too small at the moment and that there is so much more out there she didn't have a chance to exposed to be exposed to yet. She wouldn't even admit that maybe there are opportunities out there that she couldn't see because she had never explored it. It was obvious to me that she needed some work on her beliefs. It was the typical feeling sorry for myself combined with very close mindset and unwillingness to change. Nobody has any money because I don't have it. Nobody can afford it because I can. Well, I would love to do that if I only had time and money. She judged the entire world based on her own limited experiences. It just reminded me of me when I was that little girl in that little village, and that's all I knew. That was my entire world. And instead of opening up to possibilities, she decided to stay put, dug her heel in that space, and claim it her own. You can make anyone change if they don't want to. And possibly 20 years later, she will be still in the same place, complaining about how the world is unfair and how nothing works for her. Some people are just comfortable right where they are, complaining about their miserable life. That's the certainty they have. And to explore uncertain, it's too scary. Maybe I have been like that when I was young because I couldn't see further than the borders of our own village of not even 2,000 people. Nobody was rich there. Nobody I knew was spiritual or artistic. People believe that their destiny is written in stone and no matter what they do, it can be changed. And my view completely changed just by moving four hours away by car to the capital of the city where I was surrounded by completely different people. So I do understand that mentality and that's a reason I moved far away because I felt in my whole being that I don't want to grow bitter and become one of them. Because it's true. If you think that you are not the average of five people you are surrounded with, you are mistaken. They so influence us. I love my childhood friends and I can relate to what they are going through, but I value my peace that I consciously created for myself. I don't like to be around people who are constantly complaining anymore. Negative and judgmental mind doesn't bring you positive life. And I learned it the hard way. It's interesting that those people most often use the phrase, someone should do something about it. Well, the power and choice I learned and discovered through trials and errors, it is that it's me who can do something about it. It's me who can change my life. I learned to work on my own thinking. I learned to view successful people without envy and learn from them instead of criticizing them because I'm creating it for my own life. And I must say that a biggest difference between my previous life and today is the amount of quality people I was fortunate to meet. Whether rich or poor, they were ready to open their arms, offer their knowledge, mentorship, offer a hand of, or introduction, share the spotlight, offer the opportunity. They appreciate people around them who try. Is it everyone you meet? Of course not. 
But when you find your tribe, you will be stunned how great people really are. I do count my blessings every single day. It's been a journey with its highs and lows, but people, people still fascinate me. I think it's up to everyone to find their own tribe or like-minded people. They may be different than your old-time friends and family, especially if you are of the growth mindset and they like the things just the way it is. I needed to find a new crowd of inspiring, uplifting, and motivating individuals to help me achieve my goals. If you are the only one who wants to lose weight and all your girlfriends are Oh, let's have a wine and cupcakes night. What are the chances you will stick to your new habits? The same applies for people who set themselves to keep sober. You don't keep going out with the same crowd of buddies who you were drinking every weekend with. That would be insane. And you will be viewed as the pain in the neck who is killing all the fun if your mindset was strong enough to refuse the shots coming your way. So why am I talking about this today? It's the most rewarding part of being coach, to study people, to become close with people, to turn clients into friends and create your own circle of fantastic influencers, those who truly positively influence each other. Every episode of this podcast, I'm trying to bring to you someone who helps people to do just that. They use different tools, but we all want the same thing, to improve something that isn't working anymore. And it's selfishly for myself first, because I needed this, and I just love to discover these people and share what I learned from them with all of you. When we get to the point, when we are able to see what it is that's really holding our back, and we can now deal with it, people change in the brink of moments. When you deal with something hard that keeps you frozen in one place, it likely creates new problems. And although you feel like you may know what to do, for some reason you are not able to do it. And then you beat yourself up because the problem grows and grows bigger. Sounds familiar? That's the moment that really helps when you can talk through it with someone who knows how to unfold the layers. Even when you don't feel like talking about it. I didn't, but it always helps. It clears our mind, allows us to see it from different perspective. And often we finally see the tree despite the forest. It helps to know that maybe something you are dealing with isn't unique to you. Maybe someone has someone else already figured it out and and find a way out of it. When we lost our closest partner, everything is turned upside down. Nothing will ever be the same. It takes a lot of time to start understanding that life is going to be different from now on. I went through some very painful reminders simply because we didn't really have our things in order. But one day you start realizing, okay, I'm still here. I'm still living. It's not selfish, it's reality. However you want your life to look like, going forward, it's important that we start shaping it towards the goal. You are that person with open mind, 
you are always soaking up new experiences and new lessons. This is no different, just much more painful, very personal. But eventually we overcome that too and come out even more resilient and stronger for it. Like me today, fixing the toilet, <clears throat> right? I want to be there for you when that moment comes, to be able to offer welcoming arms, helpful hand, and any kind of support you may need. Because nobody gets you better than another widow. Don't walk through it alone. Have a good night. Woo! <laughs>